The Profit Constructors presents Construction Junction, the junction between accounting and construction. Please welcome our host, Tanya Schulte. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this newest edition of the Construction Junction podcast. Um, as you hear in our intro, we're talking about all things construction, maybe where construction and accounting meet. This week, we're going to be diverting a little bit away from the accounting piece, although if you listen often and you know me at all, I can't always stay away from all the accounting-related conversation because it's what we know and what we do at the Profit Constructors and here at Construction Junction, right? But uh, today, I wanted to introduce someone who is a friend of mine. Uh, he is well-known and respected in this industry. I respect him very much. Uh, he and I work together on the board at the American Subcontractors Association Arizona chapter. And that's where we really got to know one another well. We've been a part of several networking communities together for quite some time. Um, but we recently just began to kind of dive in and learn more about what uh, each, each other's businesses did. And as I learned more and more about Nat Carroll and Insure Compliance, I just got really excited because I've been in this construction industry my entire career, and I know how hard it can be to build out a very good safety program. When you think about the numbers of regulatory agencies um, and insurance companies and all of the things that it takes um, when, you, when you're talking safety, all of the places where these types of compliance have to happen and they have to line out very well, um, there's just so much that can go into that. And if you as a small to mid-market business owner and or um, you know, maybe safety manager, if you as just one person or a small to mid-market company have to keep track of all of those different regulations. I mean, if you're doing work here in the state of Arizona and you have to know OSHA and ADOSH regulations, as well as make sure that you're in compliance for what your insurance requires, that's three places. But now what say you want to step out and do work in some surrounding states? Let's say you wanna work in Utah, maybe Colorado or New Mexico. Say you wanna move on over into Texas. Just increasing every state you move into increases the complexity of regulation with which you have to deal. And we're not even talking about, you know, stepping and, and going to um, some state like California. So there are a lot of regulatory issues that you're going to encounter in the safety space. And what Nat Carroll and his firm, Insurance Compli Insure Compliance, do is take that off your plate. So in much the same way that my firm, the Profit Constructors, takes the accounting and the accounting process and procedure side of things off of the plate of a small to mid-market business owner. So will insure compliance come in and do that on the safety side. And the thing that I love, every time I've talked to Nat, he's one of the most genuine human beings on the planet. You'll get to see that here in just a minute when we bring him in to chat. But the thing that I love about um, what insure compliance is all about is that it's focused on helping business owners and helping with their ROI, but more so, and even more important to Nat and his team, and it comes across in everything they do, is the safety of individuals. And that's really what it's all about. At the end of the day, all of us are human beings living on a planet together, and we want to do great things. In this industry, we want to go out and build amazing things, design, build, um, and see come to fruition some amazing buildings, right? That's what we like to do in our industry. 
I've always um, found it invigorating to be a part of the construction industry for that reason, that that is what we're doing. But ultimately we're doing it for other individuals. We're doing it for other humans. We're doing it for other people. And as we do that, as we um, interact in this world of construction and we are building these great buildings, we come to really know and love the people that we work with. We come to really uh, know and care for the people that we work for, the people that we're designing and building these things for. Ultimately, every bit of it is about how we're interacting together. And what Nate and Ensure Compliance are doing is helping others stay safe. And that is a number one priority. It should be a number one priority for us. Not so much so that we can save money, although that's a great benefit, but so that we can all continue to know and care about one another and continue doing these amazing things together. So with that said, I'd love to just dive in and find out more about NAT, about Insure Compliance, about what it means to have a great safety program and how they can help you build that up. So let's, let's learn more here. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. If you would like to share your company or product on the Construction Junction, email hello at theprofitconstructors.com to become a sponsor. All right, welcome back. So as I said, um, I am super excited to be talking about something that I think is a number one priority if you own a construction company, which is safety. Um, and in the midst of any type of contracting company, doing safety right has got to be that, that number one thing, right? So with me today talking about that is Nat Carroll with, is it called Insure Compliance? I want to make sure I'm saying the end of your- Yep, you got it right. Insure Compliance. Okay. Cool. And so uh, let's do a little bit more of like a deep dive on what is insure compliance and kind of why did you guys create it? Like, what was the impetus for insure compliance coming to be? Oh, I love the word impetus. That is fantastic. So how, how insure, insure compliance itself is a play on words. And so you have insure, which we spell with an I instead of an E based on insurance. It's a play on the insurance term because that's where I started the connections. That's where we started. The actual safety work was with the insurance side. And so when we started the company, we then added OSHA compliance to the mix. Mm -hmm. And so insure compliance, the name itself is, is where we got our roots. And so we began insure compliance actually inside an insurance agency using safety practices such as writing policies and doing trainings and doing inspections to start to lower insurance rates and costs. Because what very little people realize is workers' compensation is not a real insurance. Um, it's, <laughs> and when I say that, people are like, what do you mean? I pay for it. Well, yeah, you pay for it and you legally have to as well, but there's not an exact science to it. So the underwriter always has room to play around with how much you actually have to pay. And the more documentation we can give them proving that they are a safe company will make it so that the insurance, the underwriter can lower the cost of insurance that way. So uh, we hear a lot of talk, um, especially because, you know, here in the accounting space, you're trying to help clients all the time with just making sure that we'll help them walk through audits, workers comp audits and things like that. Mod rate is the sort of term that jumps out and people want to know, like, and, you know, like some of our clients, when they want to go do work on a large commercial contract, that general contractor might turn back around to my client and say, well, what's your current mod rate? Like they're asking questions. They want to know if my company 
my client company is uh, safe as well, right? So what is the mod rate and how does that kind of play into all of this? Yep, so easy explanation of the mod rate, it's your rating score for your workers' compensation. And everybody has a standard one EMOD when they're going. EMOD, mod rate, XMOD, there's a lot of different things that, that you hear out there. Yeah. So everybody, the average is a one mod rate. And if you're at a one mod rate, it means that your safety, the amount of accidents that you have is at a one. If you're a company with above average accidents, whether it is in frequency or severity of the accident, it goes above a one and you are paying that much more in your insurance. So let's say that we have uh, HVAC companies, let's put Steve's companies on the list over there. And let's say somebody is paying $100,000 on their workers' compensation and they have an EMOD of one. Mm -hmm. The same company, if their EMOD is a 1.2, will be paying 20% more than that other company. So they'll be paying $120,000 for workers' compensation compared to the person who has a one mod rate. You can also go lower. So if you are a safe company and haven't had accidents for the last five years and are really doing your paperwork, you can have 0 0.2, 0 0.7. Some of them do go down to 0.6, depending on your industry, which means you're now paying 20%, 30%, 40% less on your insurance than other companies. Okay. So mod rate's going to affect it. Also like classification of workers is going to affect the cost too. Right. Yep. Now you can really, there are a couple of states that don't allow you to look at the mod rate for safety because you can manipulate a mod rate based on classifications. Gotcha. So how would like, I'm not that, don't tell people how to manipulate. That means so if an insurance company is trying to understand how safe a company really is. I mean, you said a little bit ago, that's something that um, an insurance company is going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into the, than a lot of other areas because this is an area where there's a lot of high risk. Correct. So how how is the insurance company going to take a look at all of your safety issues and how are they going to assess all of that? Yep. So it starts that begins with the mod rate, and that's where they say you've had X amount of accidents, you've had this many employees, this many ma uh, man hours. This is why your EMOD is this score. And then they'll take a look. They usually send out their safety or risk management person to do an assessment and to do an audit. And they'll ask a lot of questions. They'll want to see all the paperwork and everything else. And they're very impartial. Their their job is to see what the underwriter can't see. And then they'll also try to go to job sites. So for example, one of the recent audits I was doing with the company, uh, the underwriter, the, the risk manager actually called me and said, look, I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but you guys are so close to getting the lowest discounts possible because of all the paperwork that you and your client have showed me. You've done trainings regularly, your policies are up to date and they're looking sharp. I'm getting, I need one more thing from you. Have you guys ever done this in the past or do you have any record of it? And we were able to provide that documentation legally. We didn't go and backdate anything or, or hide anything, but we were able to show that one part to really get it down to the next tier based off of that inspection from the risk manager. And then the other part is if you are proactive in working with your underwriter, they, that, that's how you get more discounts. Uh, when we first started, we, we created somebody's program and put it in place. And then we went and met with the underwriter and were able to get them a $10,000 discount just by showing them, hey, here's all the safety we're doing. What else can you give us? Yeah, I think 
we started off here talking about, you know, the, the accounting implications of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm generally likely to go there, right? Because yep, yep. That, that makes sense. That's where you come from. <laughs> but I think too, it's important to think about it as like, these are all great things it's, and cash is key in any company, but any company who doesn't have employees who are alive <laughs> is not going to do well either. So I think, you know, even more key than cash, even more key than understanding, well, what is it going to save the company? And that's very important, obviously. But, uh, you know, speak to how important it is uh, to just for keeping people actually safe. Yeah, keeping people safe is why we do what we do. And so one company specifically, we started working with them four years ago. And the first year we were working with them, they had had 36 accidents, recordable accidents in one year. The Wait, next year, hold on, before you go on, I want to make sure you use the word recordable. Yeah, yeah, you, you caught that. You caught the recordable there. So, what does that mean? Why would an accident not be recordable? Yep. So a recordable accident is anything that you have to put on your OSHA log. And this is a very, very simplistic way to state it because there's a lot more than this. But anytime a doctor or a medical professional prescribes something, it is an OSHA recordable at that time. Again, that is very simplistic. There's a lot more to it than that. But that's what makes a recordable accident. So 36 recordable accidents is a lot. That is a lot. They had way too many accidents within the next year. It went, and that was an average. It was 36 for an average of several years. It went from 36 recordable down to 18. Nice. And then this last year, we got them under 10. Nice. And so it, it really is about protecting people and making sure that they don't have accidents. And the morale has increased proved greatly. It's no longer everybody's getting hurt. It's everybody's working on being safe and they'll talk about safety now. And so just pushing that culture increases the morale with companies and so that the employees feel protected and valued. I love a word that you just used because it was actually had jumped into my mind and I was going to go there and I like it culture. It's about creating a culture around safety and about every person that's on that crew thinking not only of their own safety, which is important, but of everyone else's safety as well, right? Yep, that's exactly what it is. We're on the same, we're on the same wavelength here. <laughs> no, I think that's so important. Like, um, you know, we talk a lot in uh, building our own uh, firm here at the Profit Constructors. And when we uh, step in and we're helping our clients um, create processes and procedures, there's culture is a big piece of that, right? Like, what is your company culture? And I feel like as a construction-related uh, business, any construction, I mean, any business at all, but especially in this industry where uh, there are so many um, horrible accidents that could happen, right? Like it's so important to have a company culture that is, if not completely centered around safety, has safety very much near its core because it's, it's just too important to neglect. Yeah, no, I, that's, I love how you're saying that because it's, when you have that culture and that culture is reflected, not just on the safety side, it reflects throughout the entire company. Yeah. But then you start to go above and beyond and protect the well-being for the employees. So there's three to four workplace fatalities a day on average in the United States. There's 10 to 12 suicides in the construction industry a day on average in the United States. And so as companies build that culture, it no longer is just, hey, 
go get the job done, get safe, go home safely. It now helps them take it to the next level of, we really want you protected. Here's some mental health as well so that you can go home safe and stay safe there too. I love all of this. And Nat, you and I have had conversations about this before. And I love the way that you guys approach it because, you know, having spent most of my career and some of my childhood in this industry, I know that uh, a lot of places I worked in the past, I'm not going to say industry-wide, but a lot of places I worked in the past, there was sort of this mentality amongst everyone, management down, that safety was something you did just to keep the OSHA guys happy. And it was never about keeping people really, truly safe. And I think I love this idea of like turning that completely on its head and putting it as part of the company culture where it's not about just keeping the OSHA guys happy. That's whatever. That's a good, almost like side effect of what we're doing. Yep. The idea is we want everybody to be safe and we really care about the people in our company. So great. By doing that, we keep the OSHA guys happy. I love that. Like turning it on its head. It's wonderful. One of my first mentors in safety, um, he was the vice president of safety for Saudi Arabia Ramco. Mm -hmm. So he was in charge of hundreds of thousands of, of staff, employees, subcontractors. And he actually lives here in Phoenix. And his favorite saying is, I don't care about OSHA. If you have a safe culture, you're going to meet OSHA's requirements. I don't care about OSHA. And they'll tell that to them, to their face and say, I don't care about OSHA. I'm, my job is to protect people and make sure they're safe. Right. And that, yes, we do, we know compliance and we make sure companies are compliant, but in the end it is, are your employees safe? Because there can be a difference. Right. Um, if you make that part of your company culture and you make it sort of a priority within your company, speaking from your experience, what's kind of like the number one benefit that companies see when that, when that happens within their company? <laughs> It really depends on the company and who you're talking to, because lots of people, it is you're saving money. Mm -hmm. So now you're not having accidents. So there's a huge ROI initially. You're not paying the thousand dollars to send your guys to Concentra and it's not impacting your EMOD anymore. Your insurance rates are lowering, you're saving money and everything else. Uh, but there are lots of other people we talk with where they have a peace of mind. Mm -hmm. They're able to have this culture where they're not waking up at two or three in the morning when their guys are getting to work, wondering if anybody's going to have a car accident or get hurt because there's a culture in place. So the money is one peace of mind is another. And I think the one that's the most important to me is really the, the, the morale and culture of the company itself. Yeah. Because now the company is working together for a powerful reason to make things happen. Now they're going to go build these fantastic structures and these buildings in a way where everybody goes home safe. Yeah, I love that. Um, you said something earlier that, you know, a lot of business owners like the idea that, yes, they're going to have some dollar savings. Do any of your clients ever build out a, an incentive program where some of those dollars actually go back to these safe workers? Yes, lots, lots of the times that is. So our program, what we call it is we call it our safety gap analysis. And Wayne actually uh, went and delivered this at the Kingdom of Bahrain back in 2014 at a huge oil conference. And we start off, and it's really neat you're saying this, because we start off, you don't know what you don't know. We're going to come teach you about compliance and safety. And then you create your policies. You have your safety handbook that covers everything that your employees, the risks that they're going to run into throughout the workday, whatever they're going to have happen. Then you train your employees on those policies. 
then you inspect that the employees are doing what you train them to do on those policies based off of the hazards. And then the last part is accountability programs. And that wraps together and finishes our safety program that really creates these strong cultures. And we do see that they're able to take this money and invest back into the employees, whether it be they have gift cards or they give out safety tokens that they can use, or whether it be there's drawings at the end of the month. Companies are able to now invest more back into the employees and it continues driving that culture change so that employees get home safely every night. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I think that's such a simple um, little thing. Here on our side, on the accounting world, we'll often come in and insist that if the owner really wants job costing to happen, a lot of times the one of the big culture shifts within the company is that uh, everybody's required to turn in their receipts, but you'd be surprised how many people aren't. <laughs> um, and number one thing that a lot of owners always say to us is, I can't. My guys are never, they're never going to remember to turn in their receipts. And I always say, not if you're just like constantly going around like slapping their wrist, right? But like if you're incentivizing it, they will. So I think that's a, a big piece of that is like getting people involved, making uh, them feel involved, helping them to take ownership of any new program, and then showing them not only is it keeping you safe, but you know, you're getting other benefits from it as well. I think that all of the way that you guys do that is brilliant. So what else do you want to tell us about, uh, you know, your, your program? Cause I would definitely like anybody who's listening to the podcast today to know for sure what insure compliance is and kind of how you guys do what you do. Yep. So we, that, that safety program that I told you about, that's our key of how we engineer any safety program that we work with. Whether we're the third party safety manager, like we are for Grayzac, um, we are his out party source. If he needs anybody, he puts my name on there and says, Nat is my safety manager. If you need anything, go from there. We put that in place or where we're assisting companies who already have something in place and we're just doing audits to make sure that we're finding it out. The final goal really is we want to protect people. We want to protect property, but we also want to protect profits. Mm -hmm. And so there is an ROI for safety that most people, it's, it's starting to pick up more, but lots of people don't quite understand that ROI on safety. Yeah. And so it's, it, it really is, we take safety, we can make sure safety happens, we can keep you compliant with the general contractor, with OSHA, with whoever else you need, but then take it above and beyond and apply it to your insurance as well. Um, I mean, with us, we have people who have been underwriters before who know how to talk to underwriters and make sure that we're communicating exactly what the underwriter needs to see to keep those costs low. So that's, that's, really some of the magic that we do, not only are we safety and compliance and making sure that that's going, but we can take it a step further than what lots of people or companies can do and, and make sure that it's affecting your insurance costs in a positive way too. Nice. And you guys do um, classes for, I know like, I think you do classes for ARCA, the Arizona Roofing Contractors Association. Who all else do you guys kind of hold some of those OSHA classes for and do things for? So, so ARCA is a big one. Uh, we do Spanish and English a lot for ARCA. We're doing uh, CPR classes for the warehouse for Albertson Safeway coming up. Um, we've done a lot of trainings on for the, the city of Tucson um, and a couple for the city of Maricopa and the city of Phoenix. We've done a couple things as well. And so we don't hold those regularly as we do for, for places like ARCA, but we, we do a lot of trainings. Nice. I love that because you guys are like really well-rounded. You have this whole program where you're coming in and working one-on-one -on -one with individual companies, but you're also doing all of these, you know, you guys really know your stuff. You're doing the OSHA trainings and you guys, you guys know what you're doing. Thank you. We're trying. 
<laughs> well, awesome. Uh, Nat, if somebody wants to find out more about insure compliance, what should they do? Where's the best place to reach out to you guys? Uh, so best place, go to the website, www.insurecompliance.net or give me a call. I do have a cell phone that is always going and that's how I like to stay. Busy is a good way for me to be. Nice. Um, so that my cell phone is a great way to get a hold of me. Website is good. That way my team can help handle things as well, though. Very good. Awesome. Well, let's take a quick break and then uh, let's bring in actually one of your clients uh, that you mentioned a couple of times, uh, Grayzak, and let's talk to them about how you help them out. So we'll be right back. Thank you. Hey, are you an accountant or bookkeeper in deep on the construction industry niche? Or maybe you're just thinking about throwing your hat in the ring. We here at Construction Junction also host a roundtable over at Roundtable Labs, just for construction types like you. This isn't a workshop or seminar. Instead, we dive deep into the issues faced in this niche and the firms that serve them. We tackle topics together by crowdsourcing our experiences and areas of expertise. We also support each other when things get tough. Think of it as a cross between a mastermind and support group for financial types that you didn't know you needed. So if you're looking to build better construction clients as you build a better accounting business, give us a try. Cool. Welcome back. Um, we're still here with Nat Carroll of Insure Compliance. And now joining us is Steve Carroll of Grayzack Mechanical. I said that right, right, Steve? Yeah. Right. Just to point out, uh, Nat Carroll and Steve Carroll, no relation. Just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> these guys are work together, but not related. Um, so, Steve, tell us a little bit about Grayzack itself before we sort of dive off into the safety component. What is Grayzack, and what do you guys do? Yeah, Grayzack Mechanical has been around for over fifty years. The name's changed a couple times, but it's been the same group of people largely through those years. And we are about 100 employees total and we're growing rapidly. We're winning a lot of work and hiring more people. Um, we do commercial mechanical and HVAC work throughout Arizona. And we do work in some surrounding states, including California. And um, my partner and I did acquire this company in May of last year. Awesome. So we're, we're really, really having a fun time running this business. And we feel like the, the business is really, um, we've established a really good team and given us opportunities to connect with folks like Nat and continue to improve the business at the same time. I love that. So you, when you say you do commercial HVAC, is that like new commercial installs? Do you guys do like service projects where you go out and, and repair? Kind of what is the overall picture? Yeah. So we certainly can do almost any type of situation, whether it's a repair, a change out, a new install, plan inspect, design build. Nice. Almost, almost anything um, under the sun with, within a commercial environment. We do a lot of plan and spec building right now. And just with the nature of the construction environment right now, there's so much building and so much plan and spec work. Yeah. We're, we're just, that's kind of our forte, but we do have a wide spectrum of, of delivery methods and services in that construction industry. Awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about like how long you've been working with Nat and Insure Compliance. 
Yeah, so this is actually a relatively new uh, relationship for us. About three months ago, we decided to formalize in a, a relationship um, together. And really, it was, it was in the works in my mind for quite some time. In my previous life in the general contracting space, there's a huge focus on safety. Mm-hmm. One of the general contractors I worked for every morning, everyone had to go out before you started the day and do calisthenics. You know, you've got your all your PPE, and there, there's there's been a focus throughout my career in that space. And even before that, I was in the road construction industry for a number of years. Again, you have really heavy equipment. People can get injured really, really badly if you're not really focusing on safety. And so I was really looking for the right way to improve our safety processes and protocols and documentation and all the things that Nat and his company does. It it took us a little while to find Nat and, and here we are. So when you first learned about Insure Compliance, was there anything that sort of made you hesitant about working with them? My last name. <laughs> yeah, that was, there was something wrong there. <laughs> well, to be totally honest with you, uh, my biggest hesitation was, should I be outsourcing this? Mm-hmm. Should I be doing this in-house? And is it am I kind of shirking the responsibility to building my own safety processes and teams? And really, really after talking with Nat and learning about all the great things that he's done and developed, it wasn't going to be something that we would be able to just flip a switch and and turn on. And frankly, with all the growth that we're doing, um, we really only had about 60 HVAC professionals this time last year and now we're up over a hundred. So we're, we're growing so much. It's, it just wouldn't be feasible for us to do in house. Um, so it, that the major concern was there, but we, we worked through that pretty quickly and Nat's program is very, in my mind, very comprehensive and it's very, amenable to a new relationship all the way up to a big relationship. And we're kind of starting in with some of his beginning steps in his program. And I expect it'll, it'll grow as the years go on together. And we have together talked about how we can do some things better internally. And so we do have a safety person in house um, that works with Nat and he's continuing to learn and grow and um, provide a sort of complement to Nat's team. And, and, and it, in that hybrid approach, I think works out really well. I love that. I'm like really honing in on something that you said, partly because again, my own background, uh, leads me to this kind of conclusion, but I think there are so many things that are easily able to be outsourced in today's modern environment. Um, and it, really is helpful to the modern business owner to be able to say, okay, how can I hone in and focus on the core of my business? And then whether it's marketing, uh, accounting, safety, like all of these different things that maybe there's someone else who already has all the processes and protocols in place. And if your business doesn't, 
what a great thing to be able to just reach out and grab that piece and just plug it in to the core of your business and then just keep moving the ball forward. So I love that, that you said that that was your, your point of hesitation, because I think for many other areas in, in business today, that can be a huge point of hesitation. But when you step back and like Nate said earlier, you think about the ROI of everything. Well, how much time does it take you guys to build out this giant safety program versus being able to go to someone like Nat who has the background, has the procedures, has all the, the training materials and just sort of plug him in. It's like plug and play. Absolutely. I Absolutely. It's, um, it's even more critical too, because we are chasing the relationships with the bigger general contractors and my background having worked for the bigger general contractors i just knew it, it wasn't something we could stumble our way through mm -hmm. so having nat's team and their expertise just levels us up that much faster yeah that's brilliant i love that approach um, okay. So since you guys started working together, if you had to pick like one number one thing that was sort of like something that helped up your game because you're working with these, with this outsource safety compliance program, what would that be? It's probably a tough thing to pick because there's a lot of things that Nat's team has done for us that we're improving upon. And there, a lot of them are very simple, but internally it's sometimes seen as not the most fun job to go around and tell people in your company to do something better or be more safe or do things they know they should be doing. And so probably my favorite thing is the relationship that we're able to maintain internally and sort of make Nat and his company the bad guys. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just over here laughing at all of the different similarities because we say the same thing to our clients all the time. Like, well, if you're, if your employees don't like that, they have to turn in the receipts, send them our way. We'll be the bad guys. That's okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, I just said, and, we'll incentivize well, it. And we do, we do a lot of that, but we're also willing to be the bad guys and just say, look, this is how the system has to roll. Sorry about your luck. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and it's it's great because they're probably, you know, pushing us to be better, whereas if it was internal, it might not happen as fast. You know, perfect example is Nat Sky, one of his safety uh, personnel was was out inspecting some of our, our safety um, PPE, and there was a recommendation to greatly improve our, our our stuff and it's expensive and so it's like oh man if it was internal they probably wouldn't have pushed it so hard but um since i know it's nat's team it's it's the right thing to do and you know we're we're instead of oh that was just somebody internally it's it's like no it's what the professionals are recommending we do and yeah. we are upping our game over here so we're not just throwing money away this is an investment not only for our employees, but our future. Absolutely. And I think there is, and I, I have this conversation with my team quite a bit because, you know, we have a team of bookkeepers and accountants who are working with clients. So we're the outsourced professional and an internal employee may be saying, well, I've been saying that we, you know, we should change that process for years. And there is, there's a difference between someone who's an employee on your staff and how you're going to view that from a management perspective versus the outsourced professional who's been doing this for years and is saying to you, this is what you guys need to do to, to up your game. So I love that. All great, great, great points. 
Um, I know you guys said that you've just begun building uh, this sort of relationship. There's some, you're at the like sort of basic building blocks of what you guys are doing. So uh, Steve, what would you like to see? Um, you know, what could be improved still as far as safety goes? And what would you like to see next? I think there, especially as our, our team and our office staff continues to grow, I, we tend to spend a lot of our energy towards the field because that's mostly where the injuries happen. There is more of us in our office now than ever before. And, um, you know, this will be a future conversation with him to take advantage of some of the training that, that his team offers, um, you know, different safety trainings for the office, CPR training, those kinds of things. We need to get some professionals. We, we need to get some people that know what they're doing in the event that something would happen in the office. Yeah. Um, most of our energy is out in the field. That's where most of our people are. It's where most of the injuries are, but that's probably one area we can look to improve upon a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot of other ones, but those are the, that's the first one that comes to my mind. What are some things that if you, like if, as you're looking forward into the future and knowing that you're going to be working with Nat for a while now and there's uh, things that uh, will need to change, what are some things that, uh, or maybe maybe these are questions that have already been answered by Nate or by Nat, but what, um, what things did you have questions of or what things you still have questions of? Like, how is this even going to work, Nat? I think as we continue to grow, I mean, we're, expanding down into Tucson right now. We're opening an office down there as we speak. Um, my partner and I also started a holding company when we bought this business. And so we are in the process of looking to acquire other companies that are in our space and complement what we do or help us expand our, our mission and our services in existing markets and also surrounding markets. And so um, one of the things we'll have to have some conversations about is what do we do in other states? And I, I, we have talked about this a little bit. Um, and I know Nat does have crews that can, and teams that can go around, but we are aggressively growing and what happens when we're already, you know, two, 300 employees, at what point do we need to scale that up? And how do I properly staff internally as well, right? Like the plan that we have now, I think is a really good plan for our current size, but what staff beyond the internal staff for safety should I have in the future so I can start planning for that? So can I break it down a couple things? Nat, tell us about what you do do outside of the state of Arizona. So we, we have employees in California, New Mexico, and Utah. And then we have other companies that we've partnered with uh, up in Washington and Oregon and, and North Carolina, New Jersey, Florida, Texas, and Colorado. Um, and if we don't have any companies that we already have a relationship with there, we either form one or we travel. And so if we need to go out of state, we, we make sure it happens. 
And do you guys, um, you know, I'm thinking like specifically here in Arizona, we have ADOSH, right? Which is like the, the local, the state Arizona version of OSHA, to simplify that. What about other states? Are you guys up to uh, speed with compliance in other states as well? We are. We are. The, the, the worst that we've run into is Kalosha. Um, no, Washington. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Washington <laughs> likes to compete with California and say they're the worst, yeah. but it, it definitely is California so far. And when I say the worst, they have yeah. the most strict rules and guidelines that you have to know and be up to date with. And so we try, that's why we like to find if the rules are so different from what we're doing now, that's why we like to partner with already existing companies. And, and we do form a relationship so that they know the local rules and guidelines if we don't know those. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of, I really liked Steve's second part of that question as well, which is, you know, he, he gave us some insight. You are working with their internal safety person now. How do you like help companies build out internal safety personnel and programs? Yep. So just like what we're doing with Grayzac, we found a lot of success where we will be, we will continue to be the safety director and managers because we see not just your company, but we see it all so we can keep you up to date. But we do hire and train safety on the ground safety professionals. Um, so one specific client that we work with, they have five internal safety staff. And they report to us and we work with them and we visit them on a regular basis to make sure that, they, that they're fulfilling their job descriptions, but also that safety is progressing in those areas. And so it, it can really vary depending on how it is, uh, on the needs of the company and the culture that they're creating. Yeah, I love that. It's funny how I, I keep thinking of parallels and Nat, you and I have talked about this before, but uh, it's funny how like it, with our firm as well, like one of the things that we often tell our clients is we find it to be successful when you outgrow the need for us to be your only, you know, we, we do the same thing you do. We continue to be there overseeing what's happening in the accounting department, making sure that things are being posted to the right place and that everything's happening the way it's supposed to be. But, uh, but you're going to outgrow just us doing all of the work at some point. And that for us is what success looks like. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I love that. Um, so Steve, is there something that you learned today about insure compliance that you didn't already know? I, I honestly didn't know that insure compliance was in all those states. That's actually pretty amazing. Um, I, I think we had talked about California at the time of, of our agreement because we do have some work going on out there, but I didn't know about the other states and that's awesome to hear. Um, I did not know Nat's safety mentor was from Saudi Aramco. <laughs> I think they're the world's biggest company, no? Yep. Maybe bigger than Walmart? They are <laughs> maybe, maybe bigger than Walmart. They are the world's largest company, privately held, so we don't know the exact numbers. But So when it comes to safety, they've been around a while. They've gotten large. They have to know something. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thank you guys both for being here. I really appreciate you guys being able to take time out of your day and to kind of share some of your journey. I feel like ever since Nat and I first met and kind of sat down and talked about what Insure Compliance does, I feel like it's probably one of the biggest 
things that I want to like refer and push him to our, um, our client companies and other client companies in this industry. Because to me, like I said earlier, I feel like this is a huge need and it's not just mm-hmm. about the ROI, which I think is very important. I think it's mostly about people and about making sure that at the end of the day, the companies that you guys are part of and working with that the people within them feel like that company cares, feel like they're protected, feel like they're safe. I just love what you guys do, Matt. And so I was happy and wanting to showcase it here. So, Thank you, Tanya. Yeah. I agree with you as well. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you guys both for joining us. And uh, this has been a pleasure. Appreciate you both. Thank you so thank much. Thank you as well. Thank you for tuning in to Construction Junction. To find out more about the junction between accounting and construction, please email hello at theprofitconstructors.com.